Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning once again, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Mike, we are almost to June, and oh, what a month my. it's been. The building dedication down in yep. Tupelo, Mississippi, our national headquarters training center is up and open. Mm -hmm. That was an amazing time. What a facility. Huge. And that's going to be used for God's glory in the days to come for sure. Just an amazing building. We had so many people come from around the country. I know that you and your wife came down and... We had people from many states, uh, leaders, and, and we, we had a chance to honor some of our donors over the years. Yes. Uh, we put up our wall of hope and people who gave specifically for that facility uh, down outside of Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, it's our national headquarters for Eight Days of Hope. Right. People are like, wait a minute, time out, guys. What's Eight Days of Hope? Mm. So we're a ministry that goes around the country and helps people rebuild their homes after disasters, sometimes six months afterwards. Uh, a year afterwards, by the time you run through insurance and right. new codes. and Get it all put together. Exactly. You know? And then we have a rapid response arm that goes anywhere in a day or two. We have eight days old Buffalo coming up. We'll talk about it in a couple minutes later this summer here in Buffalo, New York in July. Not because of a natural disaster, but because we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. But this facility down in Mississippi has a training center, and we announced that we named it after a donor, um, so we named it the uh, William C. Schumacher Family Foundation oh, Training yes. Center. Yes. Dr. Schumacher down in Lafayette, Louisiana, he has helped us out immensely uh, with some generous gifts. Um, yeah. God has blessed us with with so many donors, but we wanted to honor him. Well, and met him in Houston. He's just an amazing, humble man. That just the way he carries himself, walks into a room, shakes a hand, is more interested in you and, and what, what's going on in your life than anything else at the moment. So like Buffalo, that building also has multiple offices that are going to be available to other ministries. So, you know, we have a Northeast satellite here in Buffalo. Thirteen ministries are in that building uh, using 13. the Yes. Wow. Trying to bless Western New York. And so that building, which is 100,000 square feet here, uh, the incubator uh, thought process has worked just right. to God's glory. And we're going to do the same thing down in Mississippi where we'll have offices available for other ministries and and uh, our distribution ministry. So we have products both in Mississippi and in New York uh, that are available to the local church. More information, go to our website. Yeah. So much going on, Mike. There's, yeah, and we're, Eight Days of Hope is involved in so many things, and I know... We had one show on it already, the safe houses that we're going to be helping. Yes. Around. So that's another aspect of the ministry. Yes. And so the goal of Eight Days of Hope is somewhere in the country, every 90 days, we help a ministry that's already established to build or renovate a building that they will use to provide a safe, secure place right. for sex trafficked victims. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, again, so much going on. Yes. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, and learn more about the ministry. Give us your email address. We'll let you know wherever we go, and you can come with us. Whenever you volunteer with, with us, it's free. We provide the food and lodging. You just have to get there, and you don't have to be a skilled professional, Mike. Mm, not at all. There's something that you can do. You can, you can rake. You can push a broom. I always mention you can make the sandwiches, you can greet people, just meet homeowners and you, love on yeah, them. Yeah, you can carry products. You know, our roofers that are on the roof, roofing. Oh, yeah. Um, is that the right way to say it, roofing? 
Roofing. Roofing. Anyways, we need people to carry the shingles. We need people yeah. to run to the store and get products. Um, we need people to carry, you know, all these different things. Very family friendly. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Last week, Stedman Harrison. That was oh amazing. my. I'm still goosebumps just to yes. think about how a, a, a team, Global Outreach, supports missionaries and our missionaries themselves. And so oh, yes. it, it's, that, it's still incredible to me. I'm trying to process all that, but they do a great job in sending missionaries around the world. 47 countries go to globaloutreach.org, but go to our website and click on media and check this out. If you've ever thought about becoming a missionary, mm-hmm. please go back and listen to last week's broadcast. Just look for Stedman Harrison. Right. He's the CEO of Global Outreach International. Right based in Tupelo, Mississippi. Their facility is right next door to our facility yes. because they gave us the land, right? <laughs> They're kingdom thinkers. Yes. Uh, but yeah, if you ever thought about becoming a missionary, go to Global Outreach. But what a great, great time with him. It'll change your perspective, if you listen to that program, of what a missionary is, how they raise funds. It's not like the old days. They come in yeah. with the, you know, showing their pictures and, the, you know, oh, it's a mission Sunday. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to church. I'm sorry. But it's a whole different thing. And sure. how else are we going to reach people but be missionaries? And how else can we do it but with, like, global outreach coming alongside of us to show us how to get that done? 325 missionaries they support. And every dollar given to any missionary goes through Global Outreach, they get every access to every penny. That's incredible. I mean, 100% pass through, Mike. Mm. Yeah, globaloutreach.org, but go back and listen uh, on our podcast or on our website, 8daysofhope.com. Today, we have one of our our own, David Fisher. Okay. David is based in Longview, Texas, which is about an hour east of Dallas, and he oversees the feeding arm of the ministry. Mm. So think about Mm. this, Mike. 40,000 people have served with us. And he ultimately is responsible to feeding them. Wow. Uh, and if you ever had some of his pork chops, they are good. <laughs> Whatever so, he makes is good. So last year in Houston, 4,600 people served yeah. with us after Harvey. He had a, Him and the team had to feed right. 4,600 right. people for 15 days. I know. And, you know, that could be hair pulling. Just his demeanor. I mean, he walks around with his smile and like, I'll get the job done. And you're wondering because the lines are coming in and, you know, they've been working all day, but he gets it done with excellence. Imagine waking up. I I know that you have one daughter. So think about, you know, getting her off to school or Doris making you guys dinner for three people. Sometimes that could be a handful. I know we have five kids. So when they all get home, that's pretty intense and crazy. But think about making sandwiches for for 2,000 volunteers. All right, time to make lunch. How many sandwiches, Dad? 4,000 of them. (laughs) What? 4,000 PB&Js. 4,000 turkey and cheese. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're going to talk to David in a little bit and and, uh, hear a little bit more about how you can become a part of the feeding ministry with Eight Days of Hope. Do you like to cook? Do you like to make food? Do you like to work in the kitchen? Um, I don't. I mean, I'm okay. I'm okay to grill. I'll I'll just eat anything. I don't care. That's it. I like grilling, but like I said, get me in the kitchen. My wife will get me out real quick, you know. So if you're good in the kitchen and you've often thought about joining up with a ministry, how would you like to join Eight Days of Hope and help feed thousands of people? Um, Mm. I'm telling you, 
It is going to be an amazing conversation. David Fisher be with us in a couple of minutes. Eight Days of Hope Buffalo is happening right around the corner. We're still looking for local professional companies that want to partner with volunteers already. We've heard Black Rock Roofing, Niagara Gutter, Sherwin-Williams, Home Depot. Everyone wants to be a part of this, Mike. And only only got a couple seconds, but we want to drive people. Go to our website to learn more about Eight Days of Hope Buffalo this July. You'll be there, won't you? I'm going to be in the front lines. I know. You're going to be leading worship, which we we love. We love. Looking forward to it. I know. You have so many nephews and nieces around the country. They see you, Uncle Mike, Uncle (laughs) Mike. You never knew you had that many kids around the the, the country. Anyways. I love uh, it. David Fisher, in just a minute, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber, Mike Fell, we'll be back to you in just a moment. But we want to thank Life Church Kingdom Bound and Niagara Gutter for their support. Hard times call for prayer and praise to the one who controls all things. Hi, and welcome to another word of encouragement from our daily bread. Today's reading, titled Shackled But Not Silent, was written by Arthur Jackson. In the summer of 1963, civil rights activist Fannie Lou Hamer and six other black passengers stopped to eat at a diner in Winona, Mississippi. After law enforcement officers forced them to leave, they were arrested and jailed. But the humiliation wouldn't end with unlawful arrest. All received severe beatings, but Fannie's was the worst. After a brutal attack that left her near death, she burst out in song. Paul and Silas was bound in jail. Let my people go. And she didn't sing alone. Other prisoners, restrained in body but not in soul, joined her in worship. According to Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas found themselves in a difficult place when they were imprisoned for telling others about Jesus. But discomfort didn't dampen their faith. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to the jailer and to all the others in his house. Most of us will not likely face the extreme circumstances encountered by Paul, Silas, or Fanny. But each of us will face uncomfortable situations. When that happens, our strength comes from our faithful God. May there be a song in our hearts that will honor Him and give us boldness to speak for Him even in the midst of trouble. Today's encouragement was provided by Our Daily Bread Ministries. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one, which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. 
Kingdom Bound 2019. New York's largest Christian music festival is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Gokey, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with the landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. All right, we're back with you, Steve Tiber, Mike Phil on Hope Reigns this beautiful Saturday morning. So many things going on. But, Mike, I am so excited to have this guy on. He is always smiling. He is one of the coolest people in 8 Days of Hope. David Fisher from Texas. David, you there? I'm here, buddy. Good morning, my man. How are you down in are you in Texas today? I am. I am. Now, it's now, beautiful. Sun shining. It's not raining all week. Life is gonna shift gears. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, you're you live in Longview. Uh, you and your bride, Robin. Now, you you have a couple children, I believe, right? Couple girls. Yeah, we have three girls together. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, now you're in Longview, and uh, what what do you do for work or life? Or give us a little bit about your background. Well, I went to work for uh, Kodak in 1973, and gave them 31 years, and retired in '04. And I went on staff at my church, and then just uh, recently, fully retired from staff at church in January. And, and you're one of the event leaders of Eight Days of Hope, and what that means to a first-time volunteer, that volunteers wear a certain colored shirt, and then there's blue shirts that look like the volunteer shirt, but they're blue, they're the leaders, and then there's 12 event leaders. And, David, I know that you have a lot of things that you do at Eight Days of Hope, but probably the, the number one thing, and the reason we really want to talk to you today is, ultimately, you're in charge of the food. Yes, sir. Brother, that is an important topic with eight pounds, eight days of hope. Yes, yes. Because, brother, I don't know how you do it. So in Houston last year, 4,600 people came and served with us in Houston. And, and tell us, how does, how does one make food for 4,600 people? Well, we've been blessed with a group of people that are uh, very experienced. The Mississippi Baptist men 
have um, been cooking for us since Katrina, and so uh, a lot of a lot of that team is um, well beyond retirement age and and very experienced, and uh, they they came and served us as they have at every rebuild event with a large group um, from a church in Mississippi and then folks all over basically the state of Mississippi. So regardless if it's a rebuilding event or a rapid response event, uh, I know we, 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 we possess some feeding equipment, but ultimately you're responsible of, of making sure the food is made. So give us a typical day of, of if someone, if someone, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to encourage people here in Western New York that this summer in July to volunteer with Eight Days of Hope. And one of the things that we're going to tell them in a couple minutes is if they're interested in becoming part of our feeding team, how they can do that. But but give us a typical day if you're working in the kitchen from, from startup to, to shutdown. Well, thankfully, um, we can't sacrifice anything uh, but what the Lord restores uh, abundantly. And so I guess that being said, they could look forward to a longer day than most anybody else uh, because we're up between four and five uh, every morning preparing breakfast for, you know, depending on how large the group is. So our days start early and we usually don't finish or walk away till most everyone else is gone and we make final preparations for the following morning. Typical breakfast, David. Give the listener a typical breakfast. Okay. We um, we like to cook fresh food. Um, we don't kill the hog, but we, uh, we, cook, <laughs> we cook bacon. Uh, and, uh, typically, it'd be bacon and eggs and biscuits, gravy, grits, fruit. Uh, <laughs> which is always, there's a fruit bar and there's uh, dry cereal. Occasionally, oatmeal. Um, we uh, we'd like to wow people with food. You know, everyone, um, or at least very few people, wake up and say, "I want this to be an average day." When they serve with eight days of hope, they want to do their best and they want to glorify God in their efforts. And so we do the same in the kitchen. And so we we look forward to to blessing people um, with the gifts God has given us and. Uh, some of that's in the kitchen. Yeah. So, David, good to see you on the program today. Good to hear you on the program today. So how do you, um, you know, I know you have to, this has got to be a numbers thing. How do you cook for that many people and without waste, without, you know, um, and is there a bunch of food left over that you have? What do you do with that? Well, that's a great question, and sometimes uh, it is a challenge because our registration uh, gives us a pretty good count. Uh, their best effort on the number of people that will be eating at each meal. And uh, so we we base, we base try to cook about 20% over the number that they give us. But typically, as was in Houston, we look for ministries that are excited about receiving leftover food. And in the Houston area, we um, had the privilege of uh, making several donations to uh, a battered women's shelter where they housed about 75 women. And so they greeted us with open arms, whether it was biscuits or whether it was hamburgers or whether it was pasta, whatever we had left over, we uh, we looked forward to taking it to them. We try not to have much left over, but we never want to run out. 
so we always cook uh, a little over, so we have a buffer. Some people go out to eat. Some people choose to uh, pass on the meal, um, but we always want to make sure we have enough. Yeah, what we've seen, too, and I know you've seen it, Mike, you know, uh, you know, I think of some churches in Western New York, mm-hmm. um, Grace Church, uh, the chapel, uh, New Covenant, uh, I'm going to miss some, uh, have sent teams down to uh, serve with Eight Days of Hope, and they'll come serve four or five days, and usually the last night right. they want to have like a celebration meal, and so they decide to go to a local. You know, you can't go to Louisiana and not have some of their special gumbo, oh, yes. or, or you, know, you can't go to Texas and not have a slab of, of ribs because yeah. uh, there's some good food down there. David, I'm going to throw a number at you, $161,000. What do you think that, that number means? One hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars. You know that could uh, probably easy be easily be the food bill for Houston. <laughs> Mike, think that, about that. Can you say that number again? I got I, I, I'm trying to process so, that. So God had to bless the ministry <laughs> eight days of hope with one hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars just to buy the food oh for David and my. the team to feed forty-six hundred people for fifteen days. What is that? Steak every and lobster no, every day? No, 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 it no. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, it's it's the miracles that David does put together. Great tasting food, you know. Um, whether it's chicken or you know, we've had everything from pulled pork to, you know, you have. We come in before dinner, and there's appetizers there. Sometimes we get to pick at. So great job, David. What's the biggest challenge? Um, I mean, there's there's health things when you handle food. You know, and I and I appreciate you and the team because you guys go above and beyond, not just of wearing the gloves, but making sure the knives are clean and the boards are clean. But but how? What's the biggest challenge in your role when when you're leading people making thousands of meals for volunteers? Wow, that's that's a great question. Um, you know, there's so many different things that that go into that. You know, timeliness um, is, is always uh, critical. We we try to have a commitment to a standard that anybody at any event can anticipate. So we eat at the same time any every meal uh, of the day. Breakfast is at six thirty. Supper is at six. And so, just meeting the challenges of that. Um, typically, the equipment works well. So we're not looking at challenges where something goes down. But we start a little early so that we can have a little bit of buffer on the time. But just the timeliness of everything. Um, yeah, that's fair. You want it, you want it hot and um, you want it on time. And, you, and we want it healthy, to be honest. Um, you know, sometimes it's easy to pour on the butter and the salt and and um, and not worry about those things, but um, we really try to make healthy food. We prefer fresh food instead of processed food. So the quality of the food and the timeliness and a healthy a healthy menu. Yeah, and I th- I think too with with volunteers coming from up north, coming from New York, Rhode Island, and Maine, and then you have. Your, your southern friends from Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, people have different tastes. So it's hard to please everybody. Um, you know what's interesting, Mike, is we do a survey after every mm-hmm. trip. Okay. Our highest rated trip for food was our Houston trips. And, and, really? and David, I'll just say, uh, this is really the first time uh, over the last year where we said, hey, brother, can you really lead this? 
and have this be your your baby. So hats off to you and your your team. When you have 97% of the people saying the food was either was good or very good, I mean, sometimes I can't right. get five people in my house to say it's good, right? <laughs> Especially if I'm making it, David. Yeah. But hats off to you and the team. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. So, so um, D- David, we're, we're going to start some training. So if a listener is out there today saying, you know what, I like working in the kitchen, I like making food, you know, I, I think I'm pretty good at it, um, how, how would you encourage them to get involved with Eight Days of Hope? Well, it's always great to have some, uh, some experience in the kitchen. To your point, everyone has cooked. But most of us haven't cooked for two or three hundred people or two or three thousand people. And so (laughs) it it is a real challenge to, you know, to think outside the box. Um, And so I would really encourage everyone to to just to come in and and be a part of that. There are multiple um, courses that people can take online to be exposed to the um, the health standards that we uh, maintain, whether it's time or temperature. Um, and so some sort of background training on certi- being certified to be a food handler um, is something that we ask everyone to do. And, and we're actually kicking around the idea, Mike, of doing some training right here in western New York the week before 8 Days of Hope Buffalo. That's awesome. And so if you're interested in joining the feeding team of 8 Days of Hope, you can travel the country with us. You can pick and choose where you want to go. Uh, we, we try to get our feeding team to, to commit to a week at a time okay. uh, on the trips that we do three weeks with our rapid response. But, but David, we're putting together uh, the final thoughts of, of that. But, but just reach out to us, email us, call us, uh, Facebook us, Snapgram us, whatever it is, <laughs> Snapchat, whatever. Yeah. yeah, let us know that you want to be a let part of that know, feeding yeah. team, and, and David would love to, to plug you in. David, we only have a minute left in this segment. Um, go ahead, Mike. I think you want to ask him something quick. Well, I was just thinking as you said it, I, I know that the Southern Baptist men come in and help, but what about our food uh, trailer have we yeah. utilized that at, at, at this point we're going to talk about that in the next segment yeah no go, go ahead david we got about a minute left in this segment tell the listeners a little bit about the feeding equipment that eight days of hope has well i love that question what an exciting uh, day that was to just think outside the box steve gave me a number what if we uh shot for 500 people what would it look like so I went to the Mississippi Baptist men and I asked them what equipment would be necessary. And so we, um, probably without a budget, uh, just kind of thinking what would it look like? Well, that'd be a 40 gallon tilt skillet. That's 20 plus thousand. And that would be at least two freestanding convection ovens, which were in the neighborhood of 15 to 20,000. And then all the, the, the three sink, you know, Food preparation, the three sink uh, washing stations, warmers, um, refrigeration. We needed a freezer. We needed a cooler. And all that came down to uh, the first thought was, how big a trailer is that going to take? Well, you know, somebody said, well, let's get a 20-footer one. Well, no, actually, that won't be big enough. Well, how tall does it have to be? Well, let's just get head clearance at the door. Well, a standard refrigerator has a refrigeration unit on top. It takes a seven foot. And so when you put all that together, you come up with a 60 plus thousand dollar ticket 
for a cook trailer that can be pulled down the road that when it arrives and you unload it, you have enough equipment to cook for 500 people. God, wow. God, God is so good, Mike. Yes, and, and, you. know, we take that step of faith and through the donors, and you can donate at 8dayshope.com. Um, God has provided that piece of equipment. David, we're going to go to a break. I'll be right back to you. But we're talking to David Fisher. David is the feeding manager for 8 Days of Hope. Interested in, in serving others using your cooking talents? Go to our website or shoot us an email. We'd love to train you. And that's going to happen this year in July in Buffalo, New York. So if you live in southern Ontario or western New York, let us know. We'd love to plug you into the ministry. But, hey, we're going to be back in just a minute. want to thank our partners for helping us out with Hope Reigns here on WDCX. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service. Or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone could get in on this. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. Eight Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. Eight Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. 
We are back here on Hope Reigns with Mike Fiella. I'm Steve Tiber. Thank you for joining us this beautiful Saturday. We were David. We are with David Fisher. David's calling from Longview, Texas. Where's Longview, Texas, David? Well, that'd be uh, northeast on I-20, about an hour west of Shreveport, Louisiana, and about two hours west of Dallas, Texas. Okay, I guessed an hour out of Texas, so Dallas, but um, I was off a little bit. So, David, um, you've been talking a little bit about feeding and, and leading people to feed. I mean, you've 40,000 people roughly have served with Eight Days of Hope. No one's left hungry, so hats off to you and your team. But but I know you do this not, not to make food. You do this to share the gospel. And I know that during an Eight Days of Hope trip, I know there's been a story or two that just to this day just just confirms to you that God's got you right where he wants you. You know, I don't know if it's a story about Tamika or uh, in Amory, Mississippi, but why don't you share a quick story with the listeners about a time that God moved in a big way uh, while you were serving at Eight Days of Hope? Wow. You know, I love the Tamika story. We were in South Carolina, and um, a friend of mine from church, Jeff Combs and I, another leader, uh, we were doing surveys. And so we went to this home. It was a large 100-year-old uh, home that had flooded. And so as we approached the house, there's an old gentleman, uh, probably in his 80s, sitting on the porch. And I could tell that he was a stroke victim. Later found out it was Tamika's dad, and she was caring for him. And we walk in the home, and there are people everywhere of all ages. Mm. And so as we begin to ask questions, uh, we find out that uh, Tamika virtually operates a safe house for kids after school. And she pointed out a young 14-year-old boy, and she said, that young boy was shot in the stomach a month ago walking home from school. And so we had asked um, her dad on our way in why there were so many kids there, and he said because they feel safe there. And so we walked on in and began to talk to Tamika, and she explained that her sister had died and she was raising and caring for her nieces and nephews and cousins and there were multiple people that came, and one of her gifts was cooking. So we, when we walk into her kitchen, we see this 100-year-old fireplace that takes up a third of her kitchen that is obsolete. And then we see literally uh, an island that had maybe six square feet of counter space, a hot plate, a microwave, and a small stove. And her complaint was that when she's trying to cook, she keeps tripping the breaker. Mm. And there were two doors on either side of this fireplace. And I looked at Jeff, and I heard her story. And I said, Jeff, I would like to bring our church to this house and do an extreme makeover kitchen version mm. for Tamika. Wow. What do you think, brother? And he just said, I think, I think you're right on, buddy. I think you're right on. So we went to Tamika, and I said, Tamika, I said, the Lord just really touched our hearts for you. And I can't promise you anything, but I would love to bring my church back to your home if possible and do an extreme makeover for your kitchen because of your ministry. And she literally started screaming and crying 
and running around the kitchen, hands flailing <laughs> in the air. He said, you can't believe how many times I have asked Jesus for that. Hmm. And I said, well, girl, I wish I could promise. I can't, but I'm going to do everything I can. So we left that day, and our hearts, I mean, our feet didn't hardly touch the ground. And I began to make a plan and talk to different people. And as it would turn out, our church group came down a month later, and they all arrived. And we had probably a 30-person crew with youth groups and women and people from other states. We converged on Tamika's house, which had to start on the roof where this old fireplace was because the plan was to demolish the fireplace. And so we got one of our team on the, on the roof, and he began to tear down the fireplace. And it took about two days, but that fireplace came down all the way down to the floor of the kitchen and thus started the remodel of that kitchen. It took us a week. But she walked away from there with a kitchen beyond our expectation, actually beyond our imagination, because everybody, I think the Spirit of God just moved in all of us to be creative, and um, it was phenomenal. She sent us a picture at Thanksgiving, just, just praising eight days of hope, praising God, thanking Jesus for this amazing facility that, God gave her um, free, basically, due to uh, donations from supporters of Eight Days of Hope. You know, Dave, that really speaks to whatever gifting you have, whether it be cooking or drywalling or something. God, on these trips, connects you with someone that you can relate to. Now, I mean, you you went in there, you could assess what was needed for the, you know, makeover of that kitchen he connected you with tamika and look at the results and helped her ministry which is making a safe place for kids i mean it's just is it's just incredible what and i want to challenge people that are listening to this it's more than than food it's you're using your gift for jesus and he's going to connect you with other people that will come alongside those people and it'll just mushroom and go further now as a result of your gift for cooking and feeding the thousands of people that you do, um, <clears throat> there's kids that are coming to this house that are safe after school and are going to get get a right. good meal. Some of them probably don't even, don't even have that, those kind of meals. Sure. It's amazing. When I think of the Tamikas, you know, there's been, what, 5,200, 5,300 homes, families that we've, we've been able to love on. I think of the lady that lost her daughter in Smithville, Mississippi, to a drunk oh, driver. Yes. And she wanted to start a chapter of MADD, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, and, and, and Eight Days of Hope volunteers working with the local church. That's what I loved. Just worked with um, a couple churches right there in the middle of nowhere, Smithville, Mississippi, and, and not only rebuilt her uh, a brand new home, but also set up an office area and a meeting area for these mothers in northeast Mississippi to come together and encourage one another. Um, David, there, there's also, and, and again, we only got a couple more minutes. Gosh, time flies. But but I know there was um, a time, I think you were down in Florida, uh, maybe during Hurricane Michael, there was a waitress or something down there. Um, gosh, I can't, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting things. But <laughs> do you remember that one, David? Oh, buddy, I am. Uh... You know, one of the things I love about Steve is that he challenges us often, and one of his challenges is to pray. Very few people will say, don't pray for me. 
And so everywhere we go, we say, how can we pray for you? Right. So my wife and I are down there with another couple. We walk into this diner, and we sit down at the table, and the lady comes over to service, and I ask her, usually I say we're about to offer thanks. Is there any way we can pray for you today? Then she started crying. And she said, yes, absolutely. I'm living with a drunk. He's abusive in the house for me and my three kids to move into. And so I said, well, girl, we'll be tickled of death to pray for you. And so we pray for her. We eat our meal. We leave. Come back the next day. She's not there. So we come back the second day. And when we walk in the door from across the restaurant, on the top of her lungs, she screams, there they are. Oh, no. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> trouble, trouble, trouble. There's those people who pray for me. Oh, <laughs> we don't know whether to run, duck, or come in. So anyhow, we walk on in, and she comes running over there to us, crying, hugging us. She says, you're never going to believe what happened. And I said, yes, ma'am, we will. <laughs> And so she takes us back to the same table where we sat, and she sets us down, and she said, the very next couple that came in this restaurant and sat at this table could tell I had been crying, and I told them about you guys and your prayer for me. And they looked at each other and said, I think she's the one. And they told her that a three-bedroom brick home next door to theirs that they owned and rented had just become available for her to move into immediately. And she was beside herself. Wow. Amazing. Praise God. So God provided in an amazing way. Wow. A God story. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it? I'm I'm not speechless often, Mike. Mm. I'm not. Yeah. But and Mike and I and I as you were telling the story, I do remember you sharing the past. And you know, these are the God stories that happen not That's just right. on eight days of hope trips. On when you step out in faith and you go love and serve people in need with any ministry, That's right. or even just not with a ministry, just you and your family, kind of like this couple in a restaurant, right. saying you're the one. Yes, I'm telling you, church, church, what are we waiting for? Step up, speak up, speak out. Be willing to go to a restaurant in a supermarket, walking down the street, stopping for a moment and just reading into the person's life, even just extending it. Can I pray for you? That's huge. David, you've got such a huge heart, and, and unfortunately we are out of time. But David's a guy, if you show up at 8 Days Old Buffalo, you're going to see a guy walking around with plaid shorts. I mean, he's. I mean, if, if you've yes. ever seen a really nice tablecloth at the picnic tables in the summers, the plaid. David, I think gets these, and he. No, I'm only kidding you. David, David's GQ, man. He, he dresses up, but he's got the most colorful socks as well. Yes. But David, you've got such a servant's heart. You're a people pleaser, and you do it for the right reasons. I know you and Robin. Mm. It's all about Jesus, man. We can't That's wait right. to have you come up to Buffalo from Texas. Um, Again, just real quickly, you got about a minute here, but encourage the listener to come and serve with you in Buffalo this July. Robin and I are reading a book by Larry Crabb, and it's called The 66 Love Letters. And it talks about all of our lives are a small story. Hmm. And what makes my small story of greater significance is how it connects with God's greater story. And Eight Days of Hope is just trying to connect with God's greater story. 
And wherever you are in your life, you have an opportunity to come and connect with the greater story God will be doing in Buffalo, New York. It doesn't matter what your gift is. If you were just willing to say, God, are you calling me? And let him do the rest. I promise you, you'll have an experience of your lifetime, and your small story will find a significance that you may have never had. Very well said, David. And you're going to eat really well, too, because David and the feeding team are going to make some great meals. And, and David, we, we've got to get you some buffalo food now, some roast beef on whack and yes. some of our chicken wings. chicken wings and the pizza here. I'm, I don't care where you go, Mike. Pizza here is to die for. Uh, we're going to take care of you, David, as well. And also, listeners, if you're interested in becoming part of the feeding team of Eight Days of Hope, we're going to have some information up on our website. But just email us. Uh, and let us know, because the week before 8 Days Old Buffalo, we're looking to target a couple days where we can train some new leaders. David, thank you so much, brother. Yes, sir. I love it. We love your heart, my man. Amen, buddy. Mike, good to hear from you, buddy. Hey, looking forward to seeing you in Buffalo and connecting, reconnecting with you. Thank you, David Fisher from Longview, Texas, the feeding manager for 8 Days of Hope. Can't wait to see him in Buffalo this summer in July. Feeding 4,600 people, Mike. Cannot imagine. It's, it's, uh, I've seen it done, and it, he's successful at it, but wow. Oh, man. That's be some, I don't want to know if I want to be in that kitchen that long. <laughs> We're going to do a recap right after this message from our partners. want to thank Life Church and Niagara Gutter Kingdom Bound for coming alongside Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Um, hey, if you're interested in supporting this weekly show, reach out to us. We're looking for another partner or two along this journey. But you are listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope on WDCX. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival, is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Gokey, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across Western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, Western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. 
From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience 8 Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Back with you, Mike Fiello, Steve Tiber, on this Saturday morning. Guest today, David Fisher from Longview, Texas, who oversees the feeding of the eight days old volunteers, talking about the equipment, the training, uh, a menu. We didn't really have a lot of time to talk about. I was, that was one of the things I was going to ask him. How do you put a menu together? I, it's, it's amazing, and it's something different every day, and it's delicious. I mean, you go back for seconds, and sometimes don't tell anybody, but you go back for the thirds. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. I what I love is some of those southern desserts, banana cream pudding, and oh, yeah. and some of the other things that they. Uh, that they they send our way, but uh, we feed you real well at eight. Days. I don't do anything. Those cooks do a great yeah. job of feeding uh, the volunteers. But um, so thankful for for David Fisher and the other leaders. Again, if you're interested in becoming part of our feeding team, uh, you live in Western New York. You could sleep in your own bed. You come for two days of training. It's going to be the week before uh, eight days old Buffalo. And so email us or let us know. Love to have you there. And do you hear about that feeding bill, Mike? Oh, one hundred sixty thousand very close you're off one thousand it was one hundred sixty one thousand dollars okay to feed forty six hundred people that is quite the bill i mean and god and god provides you know yeah. the, a lot of a couple of weeks ago we had a one of our, our our partners or people we were interviewing you know we were talking about faith just yeah. knowing that god you know we don't make those so many ministries out there do a great job i believe of just stepping out in faith and you know where are you at in your faith journey today uh, those $161,000, we didn't know where it was going to come from, yeah, yeah. And, and yet God did. And you know who paid for our food bill? Who was that? The Houston Astros. Really? The baseball team. The baseball team, yeah. Yeah, I had a chance to meet with Reed Ryan. That's Nolan Ryan's son. He's the president of the Houston mm-hmm. Astros. And when he heard what we were doing, now now I'll tell you, <laughs> I didn't play a trick on the guy, but this is this is an honest to God. I'm not going to change his story even the slightest. But I'm meeting with Reed Ryan in, at okay. the at, at the where the Astros play baseball mm-hmm. the year they won the World Series, and he says, "Hey, I, I hear about Eight Days Hope. I love what you guys are doing. How can we help?" I said, "Would you be interested in feeding the volunteers?" <laughs> and he goes, yeah, "That's an easy one. Yes. What else?" I'm like, "No, but are you willing to feed the volunteers for 15 days?" He said, "No problem." <laughs> So I'm thinking, he's thinking, you know, maybe five thousand, ten thousand dollars. Now I will tell you that I said, well, Reed, before we wrap up this meeting, do you know how many people are coming to Houston, Texas, to help out with Hurricane Harvey? How much it costs? I said we have roughly forty five hundred people coming here for fifteen days. And so he did pause and he looks at me. He goes, so how much money do you think that might be, Steve? I said, well, um, how much money do you think it will be, Reed? And he said, I don't know. $50,000, $60,000, $80,000? And I said, well, I think you're a little bit light. He goes, you think it'll be more than that? I I do. He goes, well, Steve, 
we got your back. We want to be a part of this. No we want to give back. And so when I hand-delivered the bill and said, Reed, I brought you a free shirt, <laughs> a free sweatshirt, a free hat, a free mug, yeah. a free magnet sign. Oh and, heck, I'll even mail you another one of each if you really want it because here's the bill. It's $161,000. <laughs> what did he look like? What did he say? He didn't stammer. He didn't stutter. He started to laugh. He goes, oh, my, my. That is amazing, Steve, that that many people – come to Houston, Texas to serve yeah, people in the yeah, name of Jesus. Yeah. And we are so honored to write that check. Now, did, oh. Did, uh, it's, it's that and those is a God story in itself, but then did we do some work on, on the field for them? Some painting? Yeah, and so, so what they did is they partnered with us. Everywhere we go, we do one community project. Okay. And the community project was in Dickinson, Texas. In Dickinson, Texas, uh, uh, eight baseball fields flooded. Now, unlike the baseball fields in western New York that are owned primarily by the city or the county or the state, these were owned by the families of the baseball league. Oh, okay. So they had all this damage, and they had no way to repair it. And these families, their own homes flooded. So the Houston Astros partnered with Eight Days of Hope and the Volunteers. We repainted all the fences, erected new bleachers, built a new concession stand. Okay. They did all the dirt work on the fields. We did a free baseball camp, and then we had a chance to throw the opening pitch on the last day of 8 Days of Hope 15, which was a curveball by me, by the way, not not, not by choice. It just happened <laughs> it just to curve. It just happened that way, yeah. <laughs> but isn't it amazing how God brought a Houston Astros, the MAL Major League yeah. Baseball team. How did you make that initial connection they reach man out it's to you god or, yeah, it, I mean, it's god brother well, it, it is but it's just amazing i mean what, did you sit in your office and the phone rings or do you go to their office? i mean that that is a has to be an amazing connection you know i, I love stedman harrison shared last week you know let's figure out ways we can say yes but we were talking with our partners down there in houston i said wouldn't it be great if we found a way to rebuild these baseball fields as a community project? Okay. And so that that started the conversation. And then, because they were like, "Oh, we can do a ba- we can do baseball fields down there." Absolutely. How else can we serve you? Sure. That's when the ask came. Like, hey, would would you ever be willing to maybe help pay for the okay. food? And yeah. they probably thinking it was you know ten or twenty thousand sure. dollars. But then, you know, God provides. Wow. You know, you must go into this <clears throat> as leaders do. Uh, and it's got to be a stretch of your own personal faith, oh, the yes. organization stretch. I mean, you, you go into this, none of this is paid for up front. None of the money's in the bank. You know, maybe things have got a little better along the way. But, I mean, how, how, what do you do? How do you approach that? I mean, Brother, it is Abraham and Isaac. Remember Abraham, he walked up the hill with his son not knowing if yes. there was going to be an out. Right. Not which which where the out will be, but is there going to be an out? Right. And or maybe God had a different plan. And it is the step of faith. There's 325 missionaries with global outreach today around the country, around the world, serving in the name of Jesus, not knowing how they'll make ends meet. Right. But God provides through people like you and I and the listeners out there. Um, so thankful though for for David Fisher today, Mike. We are out of time, man. We are wow. what another week. Th- so thankful you. for. For, for you and for WDCX, our partners, thank you, brother. Oh, back at you. I'm, I'm enjoying these Saturdays, and, and, and we know lives are being touched, and that, that's what this is all about. Father, we thank you for this morning. God bless David Fisher as he leads people to come to Buffalo to feed the volunteers. Father, I pray that the local volunteer base in western New York yes. and southern Ontario will show up in a big way for eight days of Hope Buffalo. Bless David as he's blessed us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Mike. We love you, brother. Love you, too. We will see you next Saturday. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. want to thank Niagara Gutter, Brad Klein. If you need a gutter estimate, please estimate. Please call Brad. Thank you to Life Church and Kingdom Bound. We'll talk to you next Saturday here on WDCX.
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.